Hello, church family. This is uh, part two in our series near of Nehemiah, chapter ten. Um, if you remember yesterday, we talked about how um, part of committing our lives as an act of worship to the Lord is to apply God's word in in every circumstance of our life, uh, and that actually shows itself not just in our private life but also in our public life as well. There's there should be something that looks different for us in the in the gathering of the people. Now, the time of this recording, I understand that uh, we haven't met uh, at church for over seven months now. But uh, as you know, some of our return team has been working diligently to bring that back. We've been sending in our um, proposals and um, we're working towards bringing back Sunday worship. Uh, this is something that the elders and uh, the leaders are trying to figure out a way that is uh, that we can return safely. Um, but that doesn't mean that we don't gather together in other contexts. And, and no matter where we gather, there should be something distinct about us. So with that in mind, um, just know that as I'm talking about the public uh, um, gathering of the church, I do mean both in the Sunday and, and any other time in our life where we're, we are together. Uh, so uh, the, yesterday I kind of talked about the about the proposition that what commitment looks like in our church and what, is, what, what kind of public kind of commitments do we have. Uh, so our first point for today, we're going to look at is public declaration. There are things that are public declaration of uh, our commitment to the Lord. Um, in Nehemiah chapter 10, in verse 1 to 27, there's a list of all these different names. And all of these names are ranging from priests to Levites to leaders. Uh, and they and they signed this document and as a way to let people know that all of the leaders here are in agreement that they want to live and lead the people in a way that is um, honoring to the Lord. Uh, a lot of different leaders um, uh, that are here, they show their godliness, and this should be a reminder for us that uh, you should pray for your leaders. The leaders are usually the first, uh, they're, they're really the, the standard of godliness in the context of the church. If you ever see a moral leader, chances are there's also an immoral congregation. Um, and the inverse is also true as well. Uh, some of the most mature churches are mature because their leaders are mature. And some ones that, uh, that are immature the same way. And this again goes across with everything. Uh, we tend to model our leaders in the way that they act and the way that they do ministry. So it is important that the leaders that you have, the leaders that our church have, are people that are of above reproach and are godly and are godly. And Titus 1 tells us, uh, instructs the leaders that they need to be people of examples um, to the those in the flock. Uh, public, and you see this list of individuals. These are just publicly, these are people publicly declaring that they will hold fast to God's word and they're going to be held accountable to it. In the last several years, even in the church, not our church, but just in church in general, there's just been a different groups of signees and um, different um, type of things that like they, uh, like, like you know, for things that they signed to make publicly declare that they believe this. When I was in the seminary, there was the inerrancy summit, and then there was like a, a, a statement that was signed where people were um, uh, saying that okay, we all believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. Uh, several years later, and I think it was probably more prevalent to us. There was the the one I think they call I feel it was the Dallas one. I don't know which city it was, but then basically there was one on gender where all of these people say like, here are all the pastors, here are all the churches, here are all the people that holds the. Uh, the biblical worldview of gender, and uh, a few years ago, uh, a few years ago, or a few years after that, there was one on the um, on social justice and race. Uh, this one where like Vody Bakum and Phil Johnson and all these little different uh, teachers from um, from a whole gathering of different 
uh, spectrum of Christianity, meaning like, you know, different denominations, came together, signed this thing saying that we are all in agree agreement of this and this is the biblical view. That's kind of like what's going on here in, in Nehemiah 10. Uh, there's just all these people that understood God's word. Remember, they were preached God's word. They were humbled by God's word. And now they're signing this to let everyone know that they hold to God's word and they're going to do all that they can uh, to submit to it. And this is a way to show everyone else that they want to be held accountable to it. And we'll see tomorrow um, that they'll go above beyond just signing it. They want to be able to live by it and are willing to uh, accept the judgment of God when they refuse to submit to the promise that is made here during the signing. Uh, and you know, in our church, we have these, we don't sign things like that. We don't make you sign things like, okay, you're going to commit your life to all of these different things. But we understand that even our church, we do public type things to show uh, our commitment to the Lord. Um, I think one of the, uh, in my notes, I have a list of between things that are just things that we would say is a tradition of our church and other things that I would say that are are, are necessary because they're biblical. Uh, things that are traditions are things like the family dedication, you know, where we have all the uh, parents bring their newborn up and they dedicate their kids. That's that's more of like a tradition of our church. Uh, we used to do the, um, you know, the greet in the beginning, uh, fellowship course, that's something that are traditional to church. Things like even, even things like the Christmas concert or fall festival or the way that we do, um, you know, the church family picnics. All of these things are just are just traditions that our church holds to. Um, it's It looks different in other churches, and it doesn't really matter how we go about it. But there are things that we hold to that every church should have, and, it, and each of these things are public. These things are uh, public to show the uh, people that are watching that this is, um, this that we, you know, we truly believe the, the, the scriptures. Things like teaching, you know, we're called to do a public teaching of God's Word, public reading of God's Word. There's um, prayer, we, we pray publicly. Uh, we do baptism, we do communion, we do evangelism, we live holy lives. These are all, uh, the, this is not an exhaustive list, but these are just all the things that we have um, that we're supposed to do publicly to let the people know that we are devoted to the Lord, um, that our lives are, um, are, are not just, are, as Christians, we don't just do things in private, although they have that component, uh, but, but that there's also external, in, in, in an external way that we express that worship uh, as, a, as a congregation. So when we think about this list uh, and we think about like what are the principles we can draw from this, understand that like the reason why we meet, the reason why we gather for small groups, the reason why we gather together as a whole is because it's a way of uh, publicly saying that, hey, this matters to us, that the church matters. Um, and this is for us, especially in our COVID-19 where we're still sheltering, sheltering in place for a little while. Uh, we'll see um, how long this will last. But uh, for the time being, you know, enjoy those moments that you guys do get to meet together. I know some of you guys are meeting together for different things, and these are all ways in which you show um, that the church matters. So, or even some of the online things that we do. Whatever it may be, uh, if Christianity matters to you, then you'll spend your time with Christians doing Christian-type things. Um, again, some things are going to be preferences, other things are going to be commands. And we want to be faithful to commands and be loose on things that are just tradition or things that we, um, you know, things that are just uh, preferences. Um, so that's today's devotion. Whenever I read these lists, at times it seems like I'm just uh, taking application uh, from left field. But I really do think that when you look at these passages, they said the leaders of the people in verse uh, chapter 10, verse 1, and then verse 9, as well as verse uh, 14, these are uh, the first are the leaders. The leaders are the people that are first and foremost committed to the Lord. And in their faithfulness, they give a testimony to the other people 
to follow as well. So this is, again, a call for all of us, as, whether it's pastors or, or elders or even just as some sort of Bible study leader. Uh, we should always be desiring to meet in whatever capacity it might look like. Um, because, again, this, this shows our devotion to the Lord. It's not saying that if you don't do these things, you're not saved, but it is something that you need to consider if you want to, um, you know, if you're out of an abundance of a love for the Lord, you would want to be with other Christians. That's today's devotional. It's a little short one, but I hope that this is helpful. This is, again, first part, uh, first point in that we need to do a public declaration of things that, that matter to us because they matter to the Lord. Tomorrow we're going to talk, look, like, look at a, the public commitments of the Israelites and how we, too, need to have a commitment uh, publicly in the way that we live our, our lives before a watching world. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Thank you.